Welcome to today's episode of Empowered, a perfectionist guide to imperfection, hosted by me, Miranda Lee. It's time to take back control of our lives, and it's time to write our own story. Remember, you are enough, you are worthy, and you are loved. Let's dive in. Hi, everyone. Welcome to my first episode of Empowered. Today, I want to talk about the five steps that I've implemented into my life to help deal with perfectionism. First, I want to acknowledge that perfectionism is glorified in the media, and many people don't understand how stressful being a perfectionist can be. Most of the time, we aren't able to enjoy our lives or live in the moment. I think we all deserve some more peace and self-acceptance. So I came up with these five steps. The first one is we need to change our mindset towards failure. We think that failure is bad, but failure isn't bad. Failure actually is it's a great thing. It's great. The best way to learn is through failure. Failure provides us with the best clarity. Um, and the most successful people in the world are actually ones who weren't afraid to fail. They stand back up, dust off their knees, and they keep on going. So we need to learn how to act, fail, learn, change what, what failed, and then act again. And if we fail again, then we know we just need to change again. And then we keep going till we get it right. How are we supposed to know what is and what isn't working if we don't let ourselves fail? And I know because we're perfectionists, we are so hardworking and giving that any failure, any bruise, any slap on the wrist, it literally feels like a punch in the gut. But it's okay. We're going to be okay. We will get stronger with each failure and we will push through. There's just a world of possibilities that opens up when we, are allow- when we allow ourselves to fail. A lot of it does have to do with how we think others are going to view us because people do view us as perfectionists. But I feel like it's this endless cycle that the more perfect we portray ourselves, the, like, the higher standards people have for us. And I feel like that's like super unfair to us just as, as humans because we aren't perfect. And society really makes it sound like, oh, you're such a perfectionist, like it's a good thing. But perfectionism is more than just doing your homework to get an A and so it's perfect. Like perfectionism hits every aspect of our life. And I think that's why we have such a hard time with failure. When I think of this, when I think of my mindset towards failure, it's really random, but I think about back in high school, I was on multiple varsity sports. I was on varsity cheer, varsity swim, varsity dive, and um, I really enjoyed gymnastics. I thought it was fun. I wasn't like amazing at it, but you know, especially being in cheer and, and when I was um, a gymnast growing up, like, you know, mom put me in gymnastics classes and I would take other classes and I really enjoyed it. So I tried out for the gymnastics team in high school and I remember I got JV and I didn't get varsity and I viewed it as a failure. I was like, nope, what are people going to think when they hear I'm on junior varsity and not varsity? So that day I just went home. I never went back after tryouts. I thought it wasn't worth being 
in JV. But looking back on it, I bet after a couple months or that first year, I could have made it up to varsity. I would have learned so much. It would have carried over and made me a better cheerleader. It would have made me a better diver. And I feel like if I wouldn't have thought of being in JV as a failure, other aspects in my life could have, I could have thrived in it. And I think we need to view it as like, maybe this is a weakness that we need to strengthen. So like, yeah, tumbling was somewhat of a weakness. And if I would have stayed in JV, I could have strengthened it. So that's just one small example that I think about when I think of failure. But I've been really working on changing my mindset towards failure and just going into things, not expecting myself to succeed. Like if I go into it and I fail, then like that is success because I learned from it. I can go in again and be better the next time. Um, So the second step is embracing change. Oh my gosh, you can ask anyone in my life. I hate change. I'm a very routine person, very organized. Like I have my planner, I have everything set. You know, I have my same morning routine and, you know, if we say we're going to do something, like we have to do it. I just love my routine and I love my plans. But the issue with that is when plans change or my routine gets interrupted, it just, it really affects my anxiety and I just get so stressed and so uncomfortable. So why do we get so uncomfortable with change? Most of the time, it's because whatever has changed is out of our control. And when we aren't in control, we feel like we can't be perfect. So we try to avoid situations where things can change. And when things do change, it stresses us out. Because now we're not the ones at the wheel. We're not the ones making the decision. Things happen, you know, like traffic hits and now you're not going to make your dinner reservation. I know something like that normally would really stress me out, but now it's like, okay, we don't make that dinner reservation. We can just go somewhere else. Like sitting in your car mad that you're in traffic isn't going to speed up the traffic. You know what I'm saying? So you can either sit in traffic angry and salty and bitter and just in a bad mood, or you can sit in the traffic and be like, all right, I'm just going to be happy. I'm not going to let this affect me. I'm not going to give this situation the power to control the rest of my day. Because I feel like a lot of the times we think that we have a bad day, but we don't have a bad day. We just have a bad couple minutes. And why do we let those bad couple minutes ruin our entire day? We just need to move on. Like, okay, those bad couple minutes happened. Because I bet you if you had a bad day, All 24 hours of that day were not bad. I guarantee it. Um, So we just need to embrace this change and and roll roll with the punches. And remember that change happens for a reason. So we need to embrace it. We need to be more flexible. So that leads me to my next step, which is getting out of our comfort zone. And this is so hard because I know our comfort zone is so nice and cozy and we don't want to leave. And it also goes back to change. We don't like change, so we like our comfort zone. We think it's safe. 
and we rarely get hurt in our comfort zone and we really like that. But that's, that's just short term. If you look in the long term, our comfort zone isn't a great place to be. Our comfort zone is actually holding us back. If you want to be great and you want to do great things, you have to change what you're doing now. If you aren't where you want to be, you can't keep doing the same things that you're doing every day because that's just where you are. So you need to change something. You need to get out of your comfort zone. You need to take that next step. So this isn't a big thing. It's not like, oh, go skydiving or quit your job or like something insane like that. Like I know anything of your comfort zone, you think anything outside of your comfort zone is something super big and crazy, but it's not. Um, you can do your, your morning routine out of order. Something I did for a couple weeks actually to get myself out of my comfort zone was I was taking my rest day from the gym because like, you know, I'm all about fitness, nutrition. I work out all the time, but sometimes my mindset toward it is a little bit obsessive and unhealthy. And, you know, you see on like social media and stuff, they'll be like, never miss a Monday. And then I was like, well, I can't miss a Monday. And it's like, well, I just worked out seven days in a row. I haven't had a rest day. I ended up working out on Sunday. That was supposed to be my rest day. And it's like, well, I can't work out. I mean, I can't take a rest day on Monday. Like I have to work out because it's Monday. But your body isn't like, oh my God, it's Monday. I have to work out or I'm a failure. It's not like that. So something I had to do to get out of my comfort zone is sometimes I would take my rest day on a Monday. Or um, like another one is for some reason, I used to have such a hard time with going out to eat any Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. I know it sounds really weird, but I mean, it is something that has to do with like my eating, my past eating disorder, is I felt like that is not something I could do at all. And even though I wouldn't go out to eat much, if we ever did want to go out to eat or friends would invite me out to eat, like even if it was like a birthday that we were celebrating on like a Tuesday or people wanted to, you know, go do Taco Tuesday or something, I would say no. Because I was like, I don't go out to eat on a Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday, and usually not Thursday. If I went out to eat on a Thursday, like, I was like, ooh, like, that's crazy, but I can maybe do that once every couple months. So, I know it sounds so weird, but every once in a while, I would tell my husband, like, if he would ask if we could, like, go out to eat or something on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, I'd be like, you know what? Let's do it. This makes me super uncomfortable but guess what? I did it and the world didn't end and I was fine and it was actually kind of fun. And I don't know, just something super small like that was pushing me out of my comfort zone. And something small like that was holding me back, like holding me back from those memories with family and friends going out during a Monday, Tuesday or Wednesday. Or, you know, avoiding the crowds if we went on that day instead of a Friday, Saturday. Um... So anyways, yeah, so I think you guys should try to do that. You know, do your morning routine out of, out of order, take a rest day on a Monday like I did. Like, look at your daily routines and what you do and notice things that you hold on to and you do because you feel like this is in my comfort zone and I have to do it. Like, literally something so small. Because then when you get more comfortable with getting out of your comfort zone, the bigger things that you might have to do will get easier. 
Um, so yeah, my next point is learning to say no. And I know it's so hard, especially for perfectionists to say no. We want to say yes to everything. We don't want to let people down. We don't want to let ourselves down. But here's the thing. We can't give 100% to like a million different things. Because then some part of our life will end up suffering. And usually it has to do with us, like our self-care or our mental health. And that suffers. Like, remember, you can't fill others people, other people's glass until you fill your own glass first. And that's a really big thing. I actually was talking to my therapist, um, which if you don't have a therapist, y'all should get it. Super helpful. That's all I'm saying. Anyways, I was talking to my therapist and we were talking about um, my values. And she had this list of different values. And she was going down the list. There was like probably 12 different values. Some of them had to do, like one had to do with your faith, if that was something super valuable to you. And I was like, yes. Another one was um, like health and fitness. I was like, yes, yeah, super valuable. Another one was um, like loyalty and integrity. I was like, yes, yeah, super valuable. And we're going down this list and I, I thought it was kind of dumb. I was like, yes, all these things are valuable to me. The only one, there's one thing on the list that wasn't valuable to me and it was um, having free time to relax. And I was like, no, I don't need that. And I remember another one was like being productive. Is this something that's valuable to you? And I was like, yes. And it was like financial um, st stability and security. Is that valuable to you? I'm like, yes, that's pretty valuable to me. We're just going down this list. And at the end, I'm like, okay, yeah, like this stuff's valuable, valuable to me. And she goes, the issue is you have so many things that you value so much. These are all things that you say yes to. That's something is going to suffer like you need to let a couple things go because right now you're trying to give 100% to all these different values so like 10 of these 12 values and you you're you physically can't do that and if you do and you try you are going to burn out and you're going to be exhausted mentally physically emotionally everything you're just going to be exhausted so this had me like take a step back and realize that there are certain things like I need to say no to. Um, so like if, you know, your friend asks you for a favor last minute, but you know, you're already like chock full, like with things to do, or even if you had this time set aside for like relaxation or a nap or a bubble bath or mental health day and someone asks you for a favor, I feel like you don't want to say no. And like, I'm the same way. Like, I don't want to say no. I have I have a couple friends who, um, if they ask me like to go out and do something, I don't want to say no because in my head I'm like, well, maybe they won't want to ask me to hang out again. So if I say yes, then they'll keep asking me to hang out. But if I say no, then maybe they won't want to hang out with me next time. I don't know if you guys deal with that, but that's something that runs in my head. And usually, like if it turns out, if you say no, they're just like, okay, maybe next time. Like it's never really that big of a deal. So, like, take a step back, like, put your mental health and your self-care first. And if you already have too much on your plate, say no. It's okay. They'll probably turn around and ask someone else, like, <laughs> like, oh, hey, can you babysit my kid? Oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I can't. And they will just be like, all right. And then go ask another friend, hey, can you babysit my kid? Like, the world will not end just because we say no. 
And now that you're aware of this, kind of think, you might think of a couple friends who tell you no. And I don't know, like for me, my husband and I had this couple friend um, a couple years ago when we lived in Charleston. And if we asked them like to go out to eat or do something and they said no, we'd be like, oh darn. And then next time we asked them and they'd say yes, we knew like they actually wanted to hang out with us. I don't know because they like had their boundaries and they talked to each other and they would say yes or no if they wanted to do it or if they didn't want to do it. So I don't know, in my eyes, I was like, well, if they say yes, they really do want to hang out with me. It's better than saying yes to everything and then not giving that person like your 100% when you're with them. Um, and like another example could even be at work. Like if your boss asks, asks you to take on another project, even though you're already drowning in work, like tell your boss no. Like don't say no, like I'm lazy. Just say, hey, I have a lot on my plate right now. I don't think that's something else I can fit on it. Don't feel like you have to be the yes man. You don't have to say yes to everything. You can't fill other people's glasses if your glass is empty. Remember that. All right. And the last step. This one might make you guys a little nervous, but it's learning when to quit. Yes, quitting. Quitting is so important. Um, one of my favorite books actually is called The Dip and it's by Seth Godin. And he is just a genius mastermind when it comes to business. And in this book, it teaches you when you need to quit and when you need to stick it out. And he explains that quitting is actually a great strategy that we need to integrate into our lives, whether it's like personal lives, um, professional lives, anything like that. Because as perfectionists, we think that we need, like we can't quit because quitting is another way of failing but it's not. If you go into everything and thinking you can't quit, how how are you going to be able, like we said before, like to give your 100% to the things that like you need? And you need to learn when to stick it out. Like are you in a job that's like a dead end job and you're like, this is going to get me nowhere, but I can't quit because I don't quit a job? That's where I was before like a month ago when I quit my job. I was working this job. Um, I wasn't getting the respect that I know I, I needed and I deserved. And I realized that where I was working, like, wasn't, like, wasn't where, like, I imagined myself in 5, 10, 15 years. Like, that field of work wasn't where I wanted to be. So, why would I give this place more of my time, more of my energy? And by the way, this place was so mentally draining. I would just go home so unhappy. My husband would always be like, quit, just quit. You don't like it, like just quit. And I know a lot of people don't have like the financial stability to just like quit a job, but like think if this job is actually serving you or if you're in just a hard, a hard part that you just need to push through. Like, it could be COVID, how things are going with COVID. And you just need to push through that dip. And you just need to go because you know it's going to be worth it on the other side. But are you pushing through a dip or are you in a cul-de-sac? They talk about this in the book, The Dip. If you're in a cul-de-sac, you're not getting anywhere. 
So think about that because we need to quit the things that aren't serving us and make room and give ourselves more time to the parts of our lives that need it. Like this could be your job, but it could also be like a hobby or a mindset and it could also be a relationship. It doesn't even have to be a romantic relationship. It could be a friendship. Are you in a friendship that like isn't serving you? It isn't putting you where you need to be or does the friendship normally serve you and you know that this person's just going through a hard time and you need to push through it or is it a dead end and you just don't want to quit? You need to learn when to quit. So like I said, highly recommend this book, The Dip. It's a really short book. Um, I literally read it in like two days, like not even a long period of time, like probably like an hour is how, how long it took me to read the whole book. Super great, really changed my mindset. And just knowing that quitting is actually a great strategy in life um, and to change our mindset around quitting, especially as perfectionists. So I'm gonna go over all five again. So the first one, change your mindset towards failure. Second, embrace change. Third, get out of your comfort zone. Four, say no. And five, learn when to quit. So remember, we need to start small. We don't need to go full force in all five steps at once. You don't need to be like, all right, I'm doing all five of these. You can pick whatever step you want. This isn't like, there isn't a certain order. Um, this is just kind of the order I went into. I think the first one, the first two that I really focused on at first was embracing change and getting out of my comfort zone. And then, and then I moved into the other ones. Um, I'm still in, still trying to deal with the whole saying no, cause that's hard for me, but I'm making progress and it's small, consistent progress over time. Um, we just need to be aware of these five steps when we go, go about our day. Like just, just think like when you say something or do something, like what is the motivation behind it? Just think, just notice now that you know these five steps. Um, so yeah, we just need to make small changes and reflect on how it makes us feel. And we don't need to be perfect at being imperfect. Don't be like, oh my gosh, I'm not doing these five steps right. Like I'm not perfect at being imperfect. No, that's not the point. We need to make small, consistent changes and that will make a huge difference at the end. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and you like these five steps. I hope they were as helpful for you as they've been for me. And thank you so much for listening and I will see you next week. Bye.